Hey, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello, hello there. It is another fine Monday here on the Double Impact Show. I am John C. Morley, one of your co-hosts, and I'm with the one only... Hurricane H. And together we make up... Double Impact. Double uh, impact. We missed the time. <laughs> it was close. It uh, was close enough. Yeah. Uh, there's a delay. There's a delay. Let's blame I think we got to sync it to one of the words. So yep. when, like, you know, the word you goes right your shirt, double, like, right there. So we're both in time with thing we see, not just here. Okay. I, okay. Again, there's a, there's a delay. We'll still have a delay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there, there are delays a lot of things in life, but things still happen. So uh, just you know how later. I always – what's that? They just happen later. It happens later, yeah. But some people get impatient. It doesn't happen at all. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. True. So you know, um, every week I write a tech article. I haven't written a motivational article yet. I've got to write that uh, tonight. Probably going to write about leadership. Leaders are not born; they're made. I'm going to write a whole thing on that. Well, I, uh, you know, I write tech articles about lots of different things, and I said, "Gee, what do I want to learn about?" And that's how it always inspires me. I said, "Other people want to learn about that too." So I decided to write a tech article about. The evolution of the ice rink. Ice rink. The ice rink. It started um, many, many years ago. I mean, many years ago. Um, and they had something called hogs lard. Okay. As opposed to real ice. And it was kept together through a complex um, um, cooling. And um, that's what made it skatable. Hogs lard uh, to real ice. Interesting stuff. Interesting. <laughs> Very much. All right. So <laughs> just to kind of fast forward, I'm not going to read the whole article for you. You can go to believemeachieve.com for that. But what I wanted to do is that it really evolved. Um, they had like a 1.0, 2.0, a 3.0, and they basically marketed to the wealthy. And they called it the Glaciarium. Uh, it was on King Street in Portman Square uh, in the UK. And it was originally a covenant garden. Uh, this was according to the author Julian Walker. And it was just very interesting, but you know, it was short lived because then they made them out of sulfur. Who the heck wants a skate on sulfur? Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. That probably, <laughs> I got to tell you, that probably smelled. Hot yeah, lard. Like a, smells like a volcano. What's that? I said it will smell like a volcano. So, um, needless to say, HH, um, that concept caused people to not be very happy. And, um, well, the uh, place was shut down. And then uh, another gentleman came along, uh, John uh, Jambi. Um, and he revived the Glacier in London in 86. And in the same breath, uh, without any concern, he designed uh, something that was even better using, yes, a steam uh, system to cool the ice. So they uh, used this system uh, to start to make something using pipes and to cool it. Well, that, you know, obviously grew in popularity, but to really tell you how it works, they... Um, put down pipes in concrete, which is if it's a permanent place, or if it's a temporary place, like at Madison Square Garden, a lot of places that don't have an ice, well, they put wooden planks down. And then they roll out, let's say, these plastic tubes. It's like a mat. And then they connect it to a very high-powered chiller. Takes uh, the glycol and actually 
um, brings it to temperatures below or, or below freezing temperature, two degrees Fahrenheit. And so when that happens, most things would freeze. Well, not glycol. Glycol is a very unique liquid that will not freeze. It just gets very cold and it becomes this attractive, um, let's say, um, radiator for cold. Hmm. And they have to make the ice, HH, one inch at a time. So let's say that uh, they were about to get ready for a National Hockey League game in a place that did not have a formal ice rink system, even though they had the chillers and all that. They would have to put the planks down. Then they would have to get everything ready, put the tubes down. Then after they do that, they connect it to the system. They pump glycol through it, which takes less, less than five minutes. They get it really cold. And then a guy stands with a hose, and he starts giving it a flood. And then they let the first inch freeze, then the second inch, then the third inch. They do this up to 30 inches. And then when they're all done, they go and paint the markings on the ice. Or they use the rub-offs. And then they got to put one or two more inches of ice. So if the game start tomorrow at 7 p.m., well, it'd be too late because we need 24 hours to make ice from beginning to end for a game. Damn. Tell me that's not wild, HH. Oh, <laughs> it is. I don't know, man. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, and so ultimately... if you don't have a professional uh, ice rink, which is where yeah. you have concrete and then the pipes are in the concrete, which a lot of places don't have, like sports arenas, they have a temporary um, ice rink with a permanent system um, with, you know, the hoses they connect to it. But when it's over, they just put everything back, back underneath, tuck it away and take the boards away. A lot of these places, HH do this several times a month or a week. If they had a concert, let's say on Saturday, and now there's a national hockey league game coming up Monday. Well, as soon as the ice hockey has gone, they immediately get to work and start making ice. Well, so so they got to make it. They got to take it off. I mean, how does that work? Well, they start out with a process. Okay, the first process is that if it's a like a typical arena, they don't have – it's not a formal ice rink. They've got to lift up the floor, right, the NBA basketball floor or whatever floor they got on there. And then they've got to put down the uh, wood. And then once they got the wood all down – then they got to put the, they got to roll the plastic tube mat down. Then they connect the plastic tube mat to the uh, chilling system. And then they pump glycol through the mat. And then within a few minutes, it gets so cold, but it doesn't freeze. And then they start dousing it with water. No, no. So, so, but then how do they remove all that for the next? Remove event? what? Well, I mean, they set it up for a game, but now they want to. So do you got your else. basketball game, right? The basketball game yeah. just, just finished, right? And let's say it's, uh, I don't know, 1130 at night. But meanwhile, um, there is a major uh, NHL game happening in mm. a day and a half. Because you need 24 hours to make ice. Yeah. But you have to realize there's extra time, too, because you have to build the ice thing because it's like a temporary thing. So you have to lift the floors up. The men, you know, basically undo the, the, the hooks and they lift up these, you know, these big floors, which are what make up your basketball court. They're in they're in sections. And then after they do that, they put plywood down and then they roll out the plastic tubes mat. Then. Oh. They connect yeah. that to the chiller. Then they pump glycol through that. And no, well, in so, about five minutes or less, it gets really cold. No, John, so that's that's when they, they're going from basketball to hockey, right? Or, or whatever. But what about the reverse now? They got to reverse that whole process? So let's say you want to go from ice to Dry. basketball, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. First thing you have to do is you're going to turn off the um, 
the uh, glycol chiller. And you need to get the ice to melt. And once the ice melts, okay, it's going to take a little while. Then they have pumps that pump out the water. Then you remove, uh, you make sure that the lines are all pumped out of glycol. And once that's all clear, then you disconnect them. You take the mat, you roll it up. And you got your boards. You take your boards up, and now you start putting your back down for your football game. And that's another 24 hours? Well, 24 hours just to make ice, HH. If you got to make a court, you got to allow an extra easy four or five hours to make do the court. Ice making ice is 24 hours. So if you've ever been to an ice rink and they just put the ice rink in, it's brand new. It's a concrete floor. And then underneath the concrete floor, there's several pipes that are pushing glycol through it. And if the place just opened, they couldn't be ready to skate for 24 hours. Now, here's the best part. So a lot of these, these men that are playing in the National Hockey League, I don't think would want to play on pink ice. I don't think so. So um, no one's told the National Hockey League that they're going to have to play on pink ice. So what they do is they um, create a water-based vanilla paint, and they paint the ice. And then I, they put I, two more inches of, of water on top and freeze it. Now, here's the other thing. If you do this outside, because some people make ice rinks outside, they're nuts. You cannot do this if it's too cold or it's freezing outside because it'll freeze before it hits, and then you'll get bubbles in your ice. So they have a working. spraying technology, which takes a lot longer, and you can spray the water on. So it's below the, the chilling area. Cool, I mean, I, it? It, it, it is. I mean, I've been to ice rinks before, but they were like pre-made. I mean, they were dedicated to, to ice skating, so it was different, you know. Uh, but I've not, you know, and, you know, I know that they transform, you know, some of these arenas, you know, overnight, whatever, to mm -hmm. to do this stuff. I mean, they. I mean, I've seen, you know, arenas and, and stadiums shift, you know, different things and changing different things. But well, now, now you know why they shift and how they shift. Uh, listen, uh, you got to learn every day, right? Something new. <laughs> and, and I love, we it, have it, you. You, you do the work, man. That always intrigued me when I went to go see Dell. I'm like, I wonder how that works. And nobody really explains to you, you know, how it works. Uh, but the thing is, uh, these uh, chillers get the stadiums down to negative five degrees Celsius. That's cold, and it doesn't freeze. Did you say negative 5 degrees Celsius? That's correct, to negative 35 yeah. degrees Celsius. Oh, 30, they negative start 35. at negative 5 degrees oh. Celsius and can go all the way down to negative 35 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's 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 pretty, you know, like, like North Dakota, Canada, cold. <laughs> and... Um, the chiller typically operates on a 50-ton capacity range. Okay. All right. Ice systems will last about 45 years before they're going to need to be replaced. How, mu how much energy does it actually require to, to run a place like that and to keep it? An idea? Uh, well, it depends, on, it depends on your size, right? So, so the energy, a typical ice rink... Um, uh, it's going to cost right around, let's see if the ice rink is about four, five, three, four, you're, you're I mean, you're talking a huge, huge motor. You're talking about 12,000 to 15,000 gallons of water. Okay. Okay. Damn. Only to melt it the next day. That sucks. I mean, well, obviously, uh... <laughs> Now, where does it go? I mean, does it go into pipes? I mean, all, all that, that stuff. I mean, it's, it's What's recycled. That? I guess it's recycled. So what happens with glycol is mm. it's very similar to like any other closed system. It just keeps pumping the glycol through to cool it. It mm. never freezes, though, which is why they use glycol. 
So it's a recyclable. So it's not like, you know, it's it just gives rotating. And so and just to give you an example, mm-hmm. um, when your rink is operating at efficiency, this is the efficiency <laughs> number. You ready to sit down for this? When I'm your sitting down. Rink already. is operating efficiently. It'll cost you just slightly under nine. Nine. Just nine. Nine. nine what, what kind of nine do you think I'm talking about? Not know. nine dollars. Um, not nine thousand. Nine hundred. <laughs> nine million. Nine million. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, does a game make that much money? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it takes uh, a lot of electric energy to run an ice skating facility. A typical community arena can consume between six hundred thousand and two million kilowatts per year. That's so what would, yeah, that, and, and that's uh, so it depends community. on your area. So if we convert that into cost, uh, so it's the cost of it's gonna be six hundred. That that's gonna be a lot. I know. So uh, so six hundred thousand uh, kilowatt hours. Oh, okay. So to give you an idea. <laughs> Oh, that comes into play. Mm. Uh, it's eight hundred eighty-six dollars per kilowatt hour. Ooh-la. Okay, are you getting the numbers on this? Yeah, I mean the calculator is probably going to get lost and give me an error message right no, now. No, 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 we, we, we'll get the calculator working. No, we're going to work it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I'm going to get. It you know, just think about that number for a second. That number is astronomical. It, <laughs> so. What's that? I have a question about that, dude. All right, I'm listening to you. So, so we're in a community. There's an ice rink. It costs this much. Who the hell's yeah. paying for it? I mean, I'm, so that's I'm a great question. So, if you're in a community, yeah, they start at twenty six thousand dollars, okay, and the larger ice kits go to fifty thousand, not including the refrigeration management system uh, uh, to run it. So they typically charge people money to um to get in this is why they're not free well i I get that but like some of the community ones they're free i mean you can just go and have fun yeah but it comes out your taxes that's my point Uh, can can they be uh maybe invested somewhere else maybe people want ice rinks out and they want them outside well i mean i haven't seen an outside one like i mean open you mean i i haven't seen yeah I have seen them, you know, enclosed, you know, and, uh, you know, pre, I mean, fun stuff to, to watch, but I don't know, knowing the cost, it, it's pissing me off right now because <laughs> I have one down the block. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, so you tell me that's where my taxes are going. So right? 45,000 to 57,000. So you have, a, how big is it? Small? Uh, it's a medium so size. if the ice is too thick, it'll require more energy to freeze. So you don't want to have your ice any thicker than 30 inches. A rink will need about 12,000 to 15,000 gallons, approximately. So let's do the simple math on this, right? In a month, an ice, uh, a typical, uh, just to give you an example, to just to just to show you this, um. It'll equate to six cents per kilowatt hour, typically. Okay. To use 300 kilowatt hours, it's going to equate to roughly $21 a month. Now, how much does it cost to make the water ice? That can average depending on your area. So it's not huge costs when you're thinking about it, but you're talking $21 a month. Now, that's for a 350 kilowatt hour. I said 600, right? So you just took that number and took it up to $42 a month. So not that expensive, is it? Yeah, thank you. The one outside you is probably costing probably around $50 a month because they got to deal with the elements and stuff like that. And you probably have a portable ice chiller there as well. Again, maybe I'm confused. $50 is the cost per kilowatt. Per month. Per month. Per month. Period. Per month. All right. That's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. All right. You got to tell me how many tons you, you got to tell me how many, how many kilowatt hours you're using. So, oh. you know, 
that's what you have to be looking at. Oh, so that's going to add up. Yeah. So, so this is based on, that's based on a 600 kilowatt hour unit rink, which most places are not bigger than that. Okay. Um, a four ton ice rink chiller is about the smallest size available, but it's adequate for rinks up to 800 square feet, 20 by 40. A 10 ton chiller is adequate for up to 1800 square feet, say a 32 by 56. Mm. So depending on the size, but you're forgetting yeah. something. There's a lot more to it than just spending money on an ice refrigerator. Well, you got staff, you got, you know, uh, well, you forgot room. something. We got the, the lighting cost. Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to be expensive. And this is why they charge so much uh, at these places. So um, building a skating rink requires a lot in the investment, obviously. Uh, the construction of a 40,000 square foot ice rink will cost just slightly over 4 million, 4.3 million. Well, I get it. Or if about it's, $115 per square foot. Well, I, I get it. If it's a business, right? I mean, you know, or it's an actual arena, it's okay. Because, I mean, you got to make it up quickly. And, and most of these it. rinks are not owned by a one person. They're owned by a corporation or owned by several funders because they're they're very expensive. No, I, 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 but they make up their money. I mean, the ticket prices, you know, the food, the beverages, the all the stuff that they have there, the entertainment, whatever. The apparel. So, so here's how this works. So the cost of materials, let's say, is about $1,800 for a 30 by 60 foot rink. You pay a handyman or an ice ring installer $65 to $105 per hour to assemble the rink. Assuming it takes eight hours to build, the total cost would be $2,230 to $2,800. That's approximately. If you decide to do the job yourself, you probably can save yourself $480 to $1,000 if you're handy with uh, building an ice rink. Okay, I think I, I, I passed. But the costs for a synthetic ice rink are a lot cheaper, which is why they're on boats in a lot of different islands. They're only 14000 395000 Whoa, whoa, time out, time out. Synthetic as in, you know, fake? <laughs> Not real ice. I, I, I get it, but, but so, so how does that work? It's a different concept, I'm assuming. Yeah, so we obviously don't use lard. Um, it allows you to skate anywhere. It uses a solid polymer material for skating using normal metal bladed skates, not the Olympic ones. They're constructed by interlocking panels, and they use synthetic ice, and it's, it's called glyce or extra ice or polyglide ice. So now you might be asking, what the heck is synthetic ice? So, uh, synthetic ice is uh, referred to as what we call fake ice. It's artificial, it's pretend, imitation. It's an alternative for people that don't want to spend money on real ice. Nothing compared to real ice because glyce comes as close to it as you can get. Otherwise, it gets really costly. So synthetic ice has become so popular, you can thousands of glyce places indoors in rinks in 85 countries because they don't want to spend the money. So you're probably wondering what is AI or artificial intelligent ice made of? Uh, it's made from high density polymer plastic, uh, engineered for ice skating, and the materials molded into tiles and treated and resulted into a surface that simulates the sliding properties of traditional ice. So mm. it's skittish. It is, <laughs> what's that? It's skittish. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess so that's what it it's is. It's basically tiles. Um, you know, there's cheap synthetic ice and more expensive synthetic ice. And so, you know, pushing off onto high synthetic ice is a lot different than skating with regular ice. I mean, the, the the hockey players would not like it. So synthetic ice looks and feels like real ice, but it's a lot cheaper, but it's not exactly the same. So who can skate on synthetic ice? Well, hockey, goaltending people, figure skaters, but they generally don't want to uh, because it's different. Uh, people use this synthetic ice for playing games uh, like toe pick jumping, uh, like they do this toe pick uh, dig jumping where they throw the little things down the little lane. And that's done with synthetic ice. Some botch 
bocce, but it's not bocce. It's it's like these little little discs, and you have a handle on them, and you just kind of spin them. So synthetic ice rink maintenance is still an issue. You have safety, which are big concerns, and many artificial rinks uh, differ between the maintenance. You have vacuuming regularly. You have to mop it. You have to power wash it. And now people ask me, you know, do do you have to keep uh, synthetic ice cold? What do you think? I mean, it's got the term ice. I'm assuming there's got to be some temperature to it. <laughs> so synthetic ice is a lot more versatile due to its frozen nature. Real ice is only feasible in cold winter climates where synthetic ice can be used anywhere. It's referred to as artificial ice, and it's, as I said, made of interlocking panels. So um, people often ask, you know, what is part of a synthetic ice system? Because I think that's really the question. So what is part of a synthetic, uh, you know, synthetic ice system? And I think what confuses a lot of people is that it is different. Um, Glyce eco rinks function without electricity and water. You heard that right. They're called mm-hmm. glyce, and they function without electricity and water. Looks like ice, feels like ice, but it isn't ice. It's glyce. Well, it's an imitation ice, I guess. It's safer. Well, maybe not safer, but it's cheaper. I don't like the idea that you're skating on plastic. Does it really matter? I mean, you're... you're, you're well, you you're can't sliding. use all kinds of skates. Well, I mean... You know, uh, you can roller, you know, skate, right? I mean, this is different. You just have a different type of skates. Well, yeah. Uh, so the thing about oh, synthetic ice is it goes together very similar to like a floor, like, you know, tile kind of just kind of links, links together. Mm. Um, some people decide to put synthetic ice in their basement so they can have an ice rink. Um, you still have to clean it. You use this thing called slip surface cleaner, and you have to remember to resurface it every so often. And so the problem with, with uh, you know, synthetic ice is it's never going to be as smooth as regular ice. Well, I mean, you always have the lakes. <laughs> Frozen lakes, they do the trick. <laughs> Dangerous. But when you but think they- about, you see, the reason when they started with ice a long time ago, you know, we really didn't have refrigeration back when, you know, synthetic ice rinks were around. Mm. And uh, then it came around and then they they tooled this. And so they're trying to get like schools and other places put a, a glyce rink in. And they look pretty neat. I mean, it looks really neat, but it's literally just plastic. In a floor, you kind of skate it, but you can't use all kinds of skates. Um, it does not provide the same experience as real ice. Of course, you knew that. Mm-hmm. Synthetic ice rinks uh, won't give you that same edge or that glide factor when you have on real skating. It's going to be a little toned back. Uh, also, <laughs> it's a little harder on your knees. So if you're trying to practice jumps, well, don't. <laughs> Oh, because because it's got a resistance, right? I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. Gonna, so yeah. um, you know, it's going to put more wear on your body and more injuries on you, but it's cheaper to maintain and install. So you won't be performing uh, tricks on synthetic ice. Setting up a synthetic ice rink uh, or training area is a big investment, but it's still a lot cheaper than getting a real ice glycol system. Um, and the thing is this, skating on synthetic ice is a different field than skating on regular ice. And synthetic ice, people ask, how long does it last? Well, it can thin out. It can be installed outdoors or indoors, your basement, your garage, your family room, wherever you want to put it. So you can always buy extra sheets, and when they get thin, just pop them out. That tells me that's not going to last too long, HH. Well, it sounds like it's a commercial end of it, you know, or maybe it's like not a- as slippery as regular ice. Um, mm-hmm. The initial installation price is very high, but 
when you need to change it, it's going to be cheaper. Goalie practice on synthetic ice, people ask. Well, yeah, hockey players may find it hard to do certain things, but they can definitely stop a puck on synthetic ice, but it might not be uh, the same as real ice because on real ice, the puck will go a lot further since it is smoother. All right. Well, listen, John, uh, if anybody's watching right now, live Canada or anybody that enjoys, you know, ice skating, you know, chime in and let us know what you think or Russia. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about synthetic ice? Would you want to install it in your home or no? I mean, you can. Uh, No, but I, what I do want to put in, not this year, maybe in a few years when I'm going to moving and I'm building a place. I do want to, um, I do want to build my own bowling alley. My next article, about understanding how a bowling alley works. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Well, so bowling, uh, I, I I dig. I mean, I can do it. I mean, maybe because I never, you know, listen, I <laughs> I come from a hot place. You know, you know, I mean, we did we did have snow. We still do have snow in Morocco, but it's it's north, you know, in the mountains, not 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 anywhere where I was. Uh, and so not a very typical practice there. <laughs> uh, so when I was a kid, soccer was, was it and martial arts for me, that's it. Uh, but, but would I have it in my home here? I mean, it is, it gets cold. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I've, I've done enough, you know, skating on, 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 uh, what do you call that? Black ice, whatever they do that, you know, in the winter. <laughs> but know, I tell you... people, you know, the next time you go to an ice skating rink, I'm sure you'll go to one, whether you're going to skate or whether you're just going to oh yeah, to watch, know, watch a game. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's very interesting. And, uh, I was almost going to write about the Zamboni machine, but I said, no, nah, I said, the ice is more interesting. I'm going to write about the ice system because it fascinated me, you know, and this is why I love writing articles because, you know, when I do these articles, I have to research. And that article, HH, that article just flowed. That article was 1,532 words. That was a long article. They average 800 to 1,200. Well, I mean, you have you have more details, I guess. You had to break it down. So, you know, options. And calls. then I put a question down and, and linked, and I said, so what color – is the glycol when it's pumped into a floor got me man. not everyone got the right answer i wouldn't even know where to begin so what is it <laughs> or maybe not it's just yeah you know, we'll hold well yeah we'll so hold. the color remember i told you that you have to paint the floor mm-hmm. white what did i tell you the hockey colors didn't want to play on pink i think yeah glycol's pink <laughs> all right i mean listen and uh, the hockey players do not want to see themselves playing on a pink rink why not yeah i i don't know so i mean they spend an extra hour or two to make up water-based paint pop it on there and then they comb on the decals and they paint on the rest of the lines and then they put two more inches of ice the thing that blew me away is not that it took some time, but that you have to put each layer on and then wait till it dries. That's painstaking. So you spray out one inch. Okay, we got it easy. We'll come back. And, and then when it freezes, we'll come back. We got to put another douse on. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it kind of freezes, you know, rapidly. So, uh, kinda... well, when they put the water on, you know, you're not talking a long time. You're probably talking like, maybe five minutes each layer the first layer and then as they get the layer they have to wait uh for each layer to freeze and so it depends on the conditions Hmm. all right well listen i think i think we're we're iced up right now so people hey listen join us comment if you like ice, uh, you know, uh, skating, you, you, you've been to an ice rink, uh, you have ideas, do you think it's, you know, worth the price? Uh, anything, chime in, send send your comments, and uh, we'll be more than happy to, you know, discuss or check out, you know, uh, John's uh, LinkedIn article and uh, comment, yeah, chime in, did. and participate. You know, I mean, it's already there. Uh, what was, again, the, the where is it? and then John's recent articles. All right. 
Now, so, the thing that's interesting about when they build a professional rink, you know, one that's not temporary, like the ones we were talking about, they still have the high end chillers and stuff like that. And they have the places where you can go and connect them and you can make everything just hide away. Like it was never there. It just goes right under the side, you know, of, of the place. They have like a place that comes right up. Um, but the other one's actually in the floor. And here's the other thing that's interesting. So uh, they actually have uh, a layer of insulation of heat concrete that keeps the ground below the ice from freezing. Because even though the pipes are pushed through with glycol, it doesn't mean the rest of the building can't freeze. So it's very important that they have heat below them so they don't freeze. The concrete doesn't freeze. I listen, they got it down and to the, the entire science. rink sits on a base layer of gravel and sand, which has groundwater drains at the bottom. Now you have to defrost the typical seating surface. They use brine water that's heated and pumped through an ice bearing concrete slab. And this heats the under layer of the ice, making it easier to break up and remove with front end loaders. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of work. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's a, it's it's a it's a lot of work. And then you know you always have the Zamboni machine kind of cones things, but that's interesting. I think people don't realize, you know, when you go to these places, the amount of work that's involved. I mean, I went to American, uh, what was it Dream Dreamwall, and when I saw that rink, now they have a professional ice rink in there, not a temporary one, a professional one. And that means that ice rink, just to let you know, this is not easy. That ice rink was not on the first floor, HH. That ice rink was on the second floor. I've seen it. I just don't remember what floor it is. It's on the second floor. Mm. Is it? And so they had to do some very interesting engineering. Okay. To I build guess it's that. I guess the pipes are running into, you know, the actual floor level, huh? It's elevated, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're heating it. Right? I'm assuming. It, ha it has to be. Well, that's the case in, in a lot of malls that where they have them. And I've seen them quite a few around the world. I mean, yeah, the, the rink itself is an NHL regulation size rink. Uh, and this is why they charge, I think it's $29 online and 20, 24 online and 29 in person. What to to actually uh, get in? To skate. To skate. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I mean, it so, costs money. It has to, to pay itself. Yeah. Exactly. But you don't right. think about what goes into this. Did you ever think of that? No. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I love what you do here is because it's information that maybe I didn't care of about. But, but you didn't care? Okay. Cool. No, 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 no. Not me. But I'm saying, you know, okay. like in, in normal days, you see it, you know, it's just it's there. But you don't wonder how it all operates. And, you know, like, you know, there's the show, like, how did they do it or something like that, right? How do I manufacture it to make it? Same concept. Like, you know, it's it's curious to know, like, how things are built, how things function, how things, you know, how's, how's the engineering of these things. And when you start learning about them, you there's there's some cool stuff, you know, that, that you find out. And uh, uh, just the finance piece of it is important to actually also know because somebody, again, is paying for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure people are watching right now, listening, like if they have one in their neighborhood, then, you know, they're going to be like, you know, whoa, time out. You know, whoa, I'm not using that. So what's up? You know, where's my money? What's up? It's just part of your community. It's part of your part of your ordinance. I, I get it. But, um, you know, <laughs> if I if I don't partake in, in the uh, the ice rink, yeah. you know, concept, you know, that's lost that's, money. That's, that's not that's not their problem. You got to move in. All right. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like it. if you're in a city, right? And you don't uh -huh. have any kids in school. Yeah. You want to be in a place where you don't have to pay a lot of taxes. So you go to a city that has a lot of schools or no schools. So this way there'd be no taxes. Otherwise, you're going to be paying through the nose for, for school taxes. 
Uh, exactly the same. Yep. Well, as a matter of so fact, if you, then, you're in a town with an ice rink and you don't want an ice rink, I suggest you move. Well, here's the thing. If people don't know what it takes to and what it costs, they will not even pay you know mind to it. But now that they know, they're looking at <laughs> watching this show, that, that's a con consideration when you're looking at a neighborhood or a township where you want to actually reside, especially if you're going to pur purchase a property. Maybe this is a factor that you want to, to your point, same thing. I don't have kids. I don't have to go to, you know, to pay for school. Then you find a community that does not have any, right? So again, it's just something to consider as as you do your due diligence. As we always say, you have to do the homework. I mean, John is yeah, sharing. You got to do the homework. You got to find out what's going to work best for you. But you know what? There's a company out now uh, that brings mobile ice rings to you. Okay. You can rent these mobile ice rinks. You see? That that blew me out of the water. There's there's always someone that thinks about, you know, let me bring it, make it mobile. And uh, yeah, they do. They bring a small one. Sweet. They can bring it wherever you want. This one company is called Anytime Ice Skating. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. Well, we'll bring it. We'll bring it to you. We can request. We can bring you ice four seasons of the year: winter, spring, summer, fall. You're going to pay more money though when it's summertime and you want ice. I got to tell you that much. Mm -hmm. Well, some people maybe want something unique for their party, right? Uh, I oh mean, yeah. I, well, think about and, it. And, and it, when it we say cool unique, we're, we're not talking a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. we're talking a lot more. All right, sum up. <laughs> Uh, that won't be me. I tell you that much. <laughs> it, it's this is one of the ones you got to get a group funding, or you got to get some type of a. Um, what do you got? You got you got to get a, a, a what do they call that Kickstarter on this. Mm -hmm. So, um, just to give you an example, if you wanted a sixteen by sixteen rink size, you could have eight skaters, and they give you twenty rental skates. How much? Price oh, I'm looking here. They are not giving us the price, but they say you can call and we'll be happy to quote you on many of the options, including colored ice, named ice, uh, snow on your ice. Okay, I, that that's that tops it. Snow on the ice. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I, listen, uh, in the middle of August, I you know, maybe that, okay, Arizona. How much, how much does know. it cost to rent a portable ice skating ring for temporary use? Here's what we want to know. Are you ready? You ready? Go for, for it. Cost? All right. Are you okay with synthetic ice? Because if you are, you can get a, a synthetic ice ring for just around 7000 to 21000 But if <laughs> like you it. must have the real ice, well, you're going to be paying just around twenty-three dollars to $74,000 per the event, for the event. That includes all setup and, and whatnot. Now, the portable ice skating rink rental cost, here's how it works. So the ice rink, including a, a rink, including the board system uh, for real ice is $16,000 to $40,000, depending on your size. The transport and the construction of the ice rink for your special event, depending on where it's going, $4,500 to $14,700. The operating cost for water and electricity to have a one to three day event is $2,500 to $7,500. The rink cleaning and maintenance costs, which is required uh, for real ice, is twenty one hundred dollars to thirty nine hundred. The ice rental is only eighteen twenty to forty one sixty for for your guests. And the ice skate sharpening machine is only five forty six to a thousand dollars, which brings your whole party down to just about seventy some thousand dollars. A perfect way to say I love you, or to say Hey, let's do something special for the holidays. But you can still say I love you and have a great holiday for ten thousand dollars and be happy with synthetic ice. Well, listen, I mean, it's not a bad idea if let's say you want to do something to your point around the holidays or make it like unique. You know, you're in the middle of August and you love it in an area where there is none and you bring it. Hey, guys, surprise. We're going to ice, uh, you know, skate around here. That could be a cool opportunity. I don't know. Some people spend more than that on parties. I know and, a place in Florida where people were literally, they never had snow, so they brought snow in uh, so they could hey, touch hey, snow. You go. 
There you go. See, I mean, there's and now they're actually having young kids learn on these synthetic ice rinks uh, until they decide to get serious, and then they bring them onto. But the problem with the synthetic ice rinks is they cause a lot of injuries. I mean, to me, any ice will cause an injury to me. I tell you that much. <laughs> I have done it only a couple of times in my life when I went to an ice, you know, rink and. And I, you know, hit my bottoms a few times and that was it. And I was like, you know, this is not for me. I'm cool. And I think the last time I was on one of those was probably 1993. So 30 years and ago. And then, of course, you can do mobile roller skating if you want to save a few bucks. Uh, you can do that and just do some neon thing. And that'll be a lot less money than an ice skating rink. So the question is, do you want to fork the money down for real ice or are you happy with just synthetic ice? In other words, do you want real chocolate or are you okay with the stuff that says it's probably chocolate? Not me. I want the real chocolate. Well, yeah, I mean, real There's chocolate, you got to go. You got to you, you, you go, you go south, you know, I mean, uh, somewhere in the Latin, you know, continent. and, uh, and Yeah, you know what I do? I go to the Madagascar now. forest. I don't go there directly. But I go to the Madagascar forest and I and I and I have the if you get two vanilla beans, it's I think it's nineteen ninety nine now for two vanilla beans in a jar. Okay. I go to Restaurant Depot and I get twenty of them for hundred bucks. The real ones. The real ones, but they're in bulk. Uh huh. Okay. So individually wrapped, they're in one bag. No, but chocolate, you, you got to get some cacao from you know. Yeah, well, I get the chocolate from Europe, and then I usually I make from the pellets, and then I temper my own chocolate. No, but dude, I, like I've, I've had some, a whole bag, I've, and I, I just literally. I've, I've, been, I've been in into some uh, like in Honduras. I've been into uh, Belize, and literally into the factories where they make fresh ones, zero sugar. Man, it's it's as bitter as it gets. Uh, it's pretty healthy. I mean, you just have to have the taste for it. Uh, and that's 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 the real thing. I mean, it's because the stuff that they they sell us is uh, you know a lot of sugar in it. But I think the interesting thing, though, HS, is that you know everything in life, and we've talked about this before. Everything in life has a story. I don't care if you're talking about your cell phone, mm. talking about your jeans, your shirt, uh, your cap, your microphone, your car, jewelry, watch piece of fruit everything has a trivial story to it and so this is why i love doing john's uh recent articles is because every life has a story do you take the time to stop and learn its story if i just told you guys about ice but i didn't share a story with you i doubt you would remember my article but the fact that I shared about what happened in England and how the glassarium went down and it went out of business and then they reopened in 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, just like with a dishwasher. You guys wouldn't care about the dishwasher, but the fact that I told you it was opened by a lady's company and the fact that so many times it wanted to be taken over by a man and she said no. And then she says, I'm going to make this dishwasher uh, pretty much whether it kills me. She was an engineer, but her family was, and they helped her build a dishwasher. Today, known as KitchenAid, it got sold to a gentleman at KitchenAid. And so, but they don't say anything about that they were the first that they had that they owned the first dishwasher. I think that's bad branding. Well, or maybe they just don't want to that that whole backdrop, you know, to, to to be known. No, but I think it's good for their history of their heritage, right? I agree. I mean, listen. I mean, to your point, there's a story behind everything. There's there's a, yeah. you know, a reason. There's a rationale, right? And uh, most of these things are pretty cool when you, you think about them. I mean, and, and once you know and people you learn, say to me, you have a life. I said, yes, I love creating content. They look at me. <laughs> I went to. Oh, by the way, happy um, uh, belated Cinco de Mayo Day, everyone. I know that was just a few days ago um, on Cinco de Mayo Day. So <laughs> once a week I go out to a restaurant and I review uh, usually a small mom pop. I went to El, Mo El Mocajit in New Jersey which means rock, I think in Spanish. And I went out there and they brought me some salsa and some chips and had a little kick. It was good. It wasn't just a, a like a boring one. And then they gave me a small cheese quesadilla and I ordered a burrito. And I had 
two there and one I took home. And I said to the guy who didn't speak a lot of English, I said, is this fried? Said, oh, yeah, it's fried. Later on, I realized a burrito is not fried. And then for dessert, I had flan. I didn't have the refried beans. I had extra rice. And then the next day, I had half it over. And I thought it was great. And that was just about south of $16. And then with dessert, it was like 24 bucks with the flan. You're making me hungry, man. <laughs> me and, and i mean it is you know some people's you know late dinner so uh or i don't know early it depends i know, had it before you... i just made i just made myself uh two maryland crab cakes uh three ounces of french fries and uh some steamed vegetables and lastly i had some briars ice cream half a cup and a nice cup of tea okay we this have the morning menu. i made myself a nice omelet <laughs> All right. So, so, so listen, I mean, we don't have a lot of time for today. I mean, we've covered, you know, the ice ring history and I'm and freezing the, I, about you. I gotta get my jacket, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, so talking about cold, it's getting a little warmer than, than, you know, uh, it had been. So uh, I'm happy for that. You know, I am not a big, uh, cold person uh, per se. So, uh, I, I enjoy, you know, mild, you know, anything over 75 is good for me. Uh, 75 to like uh, 95. We're getting the 60, 65. You okay with those? Uh, I'll manage. <laughs> you'll, man you'll manage? Oh, I don't want you to be depressed. <laughs> yeah, just don't hit uh, the, the 50. Now, you, on the other hand, uh, are supposed to be in Florida. And uh, so that is uh, a different weather. I think it's uh, a little I'm bit. Not there uh, yet. I'll be there next week. I'm going down. Just They asked me just to come down. I'm going to see my mom for Mother's Day. I'm going to leave, I think, Friday. And I'm going to go down and um, check things out. Well, so let, let's 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 say that. I mean, let's first uh, wish uh, an early mother, happy Mother's, mother's Day. Mother's Day, yes, early yeah. Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. and by the way, if you guys want to get some more of this great goodness, which I know you guys love, on Wednesday, I'm going to be hosting one of my first free JC Academy Masterclasses. So we got right. about 12 or 14 people already signed up, and we're going to be giving you some tips and tricks. We'll be doing this once a month to improve the quality of your life. It's about an hour. And then 15 minutes for uh, Q&A. And we don't run it on Zoom. We only run it on StreamYard. All right. Well, sign up, folks. You know, you know, it's uh, pretty cool. And then, you know, you get to, to learn a few tricks. I mean, John is uh, it's pretty knowledgeable. He's got a lot of stuff to offer. So take it. Take it. You know, whenever there's free information, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you should take advantage of it, right? I mean, you know, most people say, oh, I don't have the money, but if you do have the ability to actually um, get your um, knowledge, uh, why not? Right. But it's so more than just taking it, HH. Uh, mm. It's actually taking it and applying it. I, I, it. I hate when people come to a class and they listen to everything and then it's all over. And my catch Oh yeah. You yeah. could use it. Nah, that's okay. I'll, I'll think about it. Well, why'd you come to class? Oh, well, maybe someday in the future. Right. So someday's never going to come, is it? Because you're going to keep pushing someday in the future. So really what you're doing is procrastinating, aren't you? Yeah. Knowledge is only good if you're going to you know, put it to play, right, in practice. Got to put it yeah. in play. You got to exercise it. And you got to know that knowledge uh, is power. And you have to use that power intelligently and wisely so you use it to empower people and not disempower them, including yourself. Love it. Love it. Well, so so I want to go back to the Mother's Day thing. Um, so, again, happy Mother's Day to all mothers out in the world. And uh, but I have one question, you know, and maybe we can bring this table to the next show. But sure. Mother's Day shouldn't be once a year. Mother's Day no. should be every day. Um, and at least that's that's how I see it personally. I mean, you got to take care of moms, you know. Uh, and mom here is not, it's your mom, it's your wife, anyone who's 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 a mother. And, uh, you know, your sister, your aunt, whoever. Right? But a motherly figure to you. I'm sorry, say that one more time. A motherly figure to someone who's acting motherly hey, to you. Th there you go. Motherly you qual know. qualities. So you got to, you know, be good to them and uh, appreciate them. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that we are celebrating Mother's Day right now? Uh, it started in 1907. Mm. 
when Anna Jarvis held the first Mother's Day service of worship at Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church in Grafton, West Virginia. And Andrews Methodist Church now holds the International Mother's Day Shrine. That means we're just about 40 years into Mother's Day. Wow. What happened before? What's that? What happened before? Well, that was 1907. (laughs) And then in 1870. Did you you say 1907? 1907, yeah. Yeah, But then 40 years before, like now we're in the 1870s, Mother's Day Proclamation came in 1870. But that was just when the church had recognized it. In 1908, the U.S. Congress rejected a proposal to make Mother's Day an official holiday, thinking that it was not constitutional. I think that's a little bit bad. Mm. Later, they, I guess, rethought their ways. And by the 1920s, guessed it, our friends at Hallmarks. Well, they jumped at that opportunity to make some money and started selling Mother's Day cards ever since. And it's been one of their busiest days of the year. Wow. Well, you got to love, you know, any opportunity to to monetize, you know, and to, you know, capitalization, right, everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what, but you know, it's smart in a way. Listen, it's an opportunity. I mean, uh, and then everybody got into it. And now you got gifts and this and that. And uh, what, 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 you know, again, my question was, um, I mean, it's funny that you, you, you stay in 1907 and the 1870s and it was declined by the, you know, the, in the constitution and all that stuff. And, you know, this just reminds us that all our laws are more or less human based in a way because we decide on what we want, when we want it. Some people depends on the right person to come on uh, and, and kind of claim and proclaim and eventually approve and whatever the case may be. But this is, you know, moms have existed since the beginning of time. And uh, all we have to say is that, you know, they should be appreciated every day and not necessarily in one day. Uh, you know, at least that's in my book. That's how I see it. So, uh, you know, I just my two cents about that. So you may not say Happy Mother's Day, but I think the most important thing is to say thank you. I love you, Mom. Thanks for all you do. So you may not have to say Happy Mother's Day, but I think the most important thing is you should just show her that you appreciate her for all the sacrifices she made for you. Oh, no doubt. And and, and again, uh, you know, don't just hold the gift until it's the day, the one time a year. I mean, you know. It's not Christmas. Do send, a, do send a card though, and do send that card tomorrow, or they may not get it. Yeah, or just visit. Be there <laughs> physically, as John is doing. He's, uh, you know, making the trip, and uh, you know, and and of course for those that are, you know, I guess, um, you know, fortunate enough to have them close by. You know, you know. Here's the thing: you have one mother, you have one father, typically, and. Uh, and what's going to happen is one day they may not be around. And so you got to take advantage of that. So, I, you know, that's just my thing. And um, the more, you know, Cherish time, the you, time have, you have with them on earth. That's right. And by the way, this doesn't mean they go first. That could be, you know, anyone goes first before the other. But the idea is while you are alive, you know, just maximize the opportunity because the day that they're not here or you're not here, that's over. Uh, so, again, I, my two cents. Again, I, I like I, I want to tip like them because I always, you know, question you know why is it one day i mean i get the commercial aspect of it so that's cool i'm just like father's day same thing why is it a father's day i mean it's every day that's not as popular though father's day doesn't sell a lot of cards mother's day. yes hey, that's father's okay. day is just i'm not i'm not, I'm not big, jealous it's not a big holiday for them <laughs> i'm not jealous it's all good but the, but idea the mother's is- day restaurants do better mother's day father's day everybody cooks at home so there's no so they don't like father's day because the restaurants don't get a lot of business on father's day mother's day nobody cooks father's day fathers cook so they don't like father's day because mm. they get All gypped right. <laughs> again it's father's day every day mother's day every day if you have those two still listen I, i'll give anything to have my father back and i can't and so i you know every moment i had with him was was you know pretty much it and you know i'll i'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get it back and it's not happening so I know that value and same thing, you know, uh, if you have a mom, uh, just, just take care of her, do whatever it takes and, uh, be there, be nice. Uh, and that's all there is, you know, um, cherish, cherish, you know, love, care, and that's it. We're on the top of the hour, dude. We are. (laughs) I know. I I didn't even think I was wondering when we were going to start. 
So we talked about a lot of stuff tonight, and uh, hopefully you guys got a little wiser. And uh, you know you can always rewatch the show whatever time you'd like and mm -hmm. uh, soak up some of these great nuggets because we said a lot of stuff tonight. And I'm not sure if I remember everything tonight, but, but we did say a lot of stuff. So you can always go back and listen to them if you want to learn how to build your own ice rink. Not all the deals, but at least some of them. And at least give you maybe an appreciation for what I like to call our world's marvels of engineering. And an ice is definitely a marvel of engineering. Well, it is. I mean, it's a cool thing. I mean, literally, it's a cool thing. <laughs> you know, you know, no it's fun. It's an amazing thing. And uh, <laughs> I had people commenting back in the article. Oh, John, that was a, that was a cool article. I like. I know it's very cool. No, no, the the idea was good. <laughs> uh, listen, it just happens. We play on words sometimes. It's cool. It's catchy. Uh, but yeah, as John said, I mean, um, you know, today was. Again, remember this, just to, to remind anyone watching this show, this is not your uh, typical show. We do other shows, and they are more uh, structured differently. They have topics and things. This is, we talk, we we launch the discussion, something comes up, we discuss it, we move to the next one, we move to the next one. And we take your uh, feedback when you ping us. <laughs> that's it. And, you know, and, and that's all there is. So it is an, a, a more of a casual ad hoc, and... Uh, there's always something that's going to come out of it, you know, where uh, it's valuable to you, to to us as well. I mean, we, we I learned. Actually, you just don't know what time. we're going to talk about or when we're, you know, when we're going to talk. You just don't know what we're going to talk about that's and right. where it might go. It, it goes somewhere. I tell you that much. And it's always, you know, fun place. So, yeah. And John makes it fun, I have to say. Um, so, so to, speaking of John making it fun, uh, just just as a, as a heads up, I mean, John, uh, tomorrow you're going to have your radio show in the morning, right? What's that? Your radio show in the morning? Tomorrow's radio show is the morning. Yes, live. Uh, WTBQ, yeah. WGHT, 10 o'clock a.m. Um, is going to be, it'll be on tomorrow, Tuesday morning. And tomorrow's topic, I can share you with tomorrow's topic. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about something pretty interesting that I think a lot of people will definitely, um, I should say they definitely would want to learn about. And that's understanding the power of what we think and say which we've learned from many people, including Earl Nightingale Conant. We become what we think about most often. So start watching the words that you elicit. Mm, well, guess what? Tune in tomorrow and or, I mean, uh, do you accept calls, callers? We do accept calls, absolutely. If you just go right to WTBQ.com and we take calls, we give away things. And if you're musically inclined, be sure to go to BelieveMeCheap.com and why not sign up? to compete in our first annual battle of the bands do you have the chutzpah and the talent to be first if you do you're going to get a spot to play once on my show that goes out to about twenty-five thousand people every tuesday morning would you love that opportunity <laughs> all right all right there you go so uh you do, do you know listen why not if you have the talent you know and you want to participate you know join or if it. you don't and you just want to play and compete you know you have to start somewhere meet some meet some listen. friends network have some food and for those of your friends that don't want to attend and still worried about covid we got you covered 15 dollars, and you can get a virtual seat you don't need to wear a mask there Wait, tell no me, mask tell required me. in person either i i thought that was that was, you know, removed that whole thing with. No, no, no. We're still allowing people to get virtual tickets because we realize they're still not comfortable to come in person. But we are in person. No masks required. All right. So I, you I, can I, you can cheer for your uh, private band safely at home. Without breathing on anyone except for your computer. All right, you can't make you can't go wrong with that. So you know, definitely no. COVID friendly. All right, <laughs> but you won't get to taste the food. Uh, do you do you do you uh, use that DoorDash or you know any one of those? I'm just, just joking. We have the food being catered. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, folks. Uh, yeah, we have to say good night. Yeah, that's it. This is it. And all be right. sure to catch me. Hopefully, Open doesn't have any the issues this weekend. You'll catch the JCM show, which will go live uh, this Saturday at uh, 9 p.m. So uh, oh. definitely catch that. I think you're definitely going to enjoy that. 
that's on iHealth Radio. That's not on the FM. So that's that's the other radio. And, um, you know, you got to download the app for that. Well, he's got lots of content for you. So just open yeah. up your mind, open up your ears, and take it all in because it's a wild ride. Hold on. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. All right, John. You know, it's wrapped up. I got to go play with some glycol and maybe make myself an ice drink before I go to sleep. No, I was kidding. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs>